Welcome to Inside the Honors College, where we believe that wisdom and virtue is found when we learn together. Join us as we take an inside look at a community dedicated to educating the next generation of disciples and scholars. I'm Taina Esteves. And I'm Ellie Overman. And oh my goodness, this was one of my favorite conversations I've had the privilege of having in the space. Maya's commitment to wrestling with the truth is just truly remarkable to me. I just resonated so deeply with kind of her process and her story these last two semesters. So I was just super grateful to talk to her. Absolutely. And going in, like getting to see that perspective of someone going into, you know, Bible studying and just the Honors College in general without any of that background that a lot of the students in the Honors College typically have is such is such an honor to get to listen to and have that fresh perspective for myself as well. So, you know, without any further ado, let's just get right into it. Maya, hi friend, so good to see you today. Hi Ellie, it's really great to see you too. Thank you so much for being here. Let's jump right into our icebreaker question. What is your favorite thing to do in your free time? Yeah, so recently I've just been browsing through YouTube when I'm putting off writing that honors paper, and I've been watching a lot of travel vlogs, which is really interesting because I'm so excited that things are starting to open up again and really looking forward to going on all those fun trips that I was planning to. I love that. What's like the the trip that's at the top of your list? The biggest trip at the top of my list is going to Disneyland with my friends and having them come out to California, something we wanted to do for our senior year spring break trip, but didn't get to. I love that. I've heard from APU people, this is kind of a theme. Is that like a cultural thing with APU kids is going to Disneyland? I'm not sure. My uncle's actually an alumni and he said that they used to go to a lake nearby all the time. So maybe it's changed now, but we'll have to see when we get on campus. Yeah, I am so excited. Oh my goodness. Well, let's hop right into your honors story. How did you hear about the honors college and why did you decide to be a part of it? Yeah, so I had received an email from like the Honors College telling me to apply, and I wasn't really sure what it is, and I wasn't actually interested at first, just because throughout all of high school, I had done a lot of extracurriculars, a lot of advanced classes, and I kind of just wanted to take it easy for my college years and just enjoy the time I had, but then I was really moved by the way that the Honors College promoted a Socratic seminar type of teaching, and that had always been something that appealed to me. So I went ahead and applied, and I got in, and it was just really exciting to know that I could be in a place where there was such a loving community from the Mm get-go, and also a teaching style that I really, really enjoyed. Mm, I love that. And Now that you're a part of the Honors College, how have you been challenged through your experience and how have you grown as a disciple through that experience? Yeah, so one of the greatest memories that I have with the Honors College so far that kind of explains my journey in this is I am someone who doesn't really identify strongly with any particular name of a faith and never really read the Bible and never went to church growing up. So coming to APU was definitely something completely out of my comfort zone, something that I wasn't sure if I was ready for. So by the time we got to the Bible reading section of Honors College that freshman year semester, I was really worried and I set up an office hours with my professor and he assured me that 
you know, what we do here in the Honors College is look at these texts through an academic lens and that my background wasn't necessarily going to be an obstacle in my learning, but actually something that could motivate me and other students to take a step back from what they're used to and look at it through a different lens. And that was a really, really amazing thing to experience, to be able to have that reassurance that no matter what I thought I knew or how little I thought I knew, that it wasn't going to be an obstacle. It was actually just going to be something that could push me to learn even further about the text that we were reading. Mm, I love that. I think that is so unique and special. What has it been like? Like, how do you think your perspective has been different from your classmates in this kind of academic approach to the Bible? Yeah, I think it's been so different because a lot of times I think people who strongly grew up in the church have heard these stories over and over and over again and don't necessarily pay attention to the details or they don't question what's going on. I know specifically just this past semester, like we were reading about Jesus and all the acts and great things that he's done. And for me, having never read this story, my first impression was, whoa, this man is out of his mind. This is so astonishing. Like, I wouldn't believe it either. As to where some of my fellow students might be, no, this is wrong to not believe him. Like, this is Jesus. But from an academic lens, you kind of have to take a step back and say, what is really going on? What was going on during this time? And what is the perspective of the common people seeing this person come in and do all these amazing things? How would you feel? And most of us might say, well, yeah, we would feel skeptical. We wouldn't feel as if this was the true teacher that was expected to come. And so that's been really interesting having this conversation this semester and then past semester, hearing about the way that the Israelites were taken out of Egypt, questioning these things of why did they not trust in God during their journey? Why did they continue to deter away from all that he had to offer? And kind of being this person who can jump in with these questions of this doesn't seem right. This doesn't seem normal. Explain this to me. What is really going on here? Why should we trust this has been just really an eye-opening experience. I know for me, as I continue to learn more about the Bible and who Jesus and God is, and then also for my students who have told me that me going in with all these questions has been really refreshing towards them as they start noticing the small details that they may have missed. Yeah, I love that. I think there's there's a culture in the church that kind of shies away from skepticism. Um, but I think that it is, and some of the listeners may <laughs> be upset at me for this, but I think that, that skepticism draws us into deeper faith and into, I don't know, just more genuine conversation. And so I think that's so cool. What has that kind of skepticism looked like for you? Has that been uncomfortable or has that been more natural or comfortable for you? What does that look like? It's definitely been an uncomfortable experience having to sit in class and hearing everyone kind of throw out Bible verses left and right, like the back of their, like they knew it like the back of their hand and having to sit there and be like, well, do I really believe that this happened? Do I really think that this was what was going on at this time? And kind of having to sit with that has been really, really difficult. But just recently, if anyone did attend, the fireside chat with Dr. Mosier was actually kind of the moment that I knew that this was okay and felt a lot better and sound in what was going on when he described that we're always going to be on this journey with God and it's okay to have this skepticism because it kind of means that we're 
knowing that he's present and this idea that he is there and it's okay to ask what is going on with our lives with him and being okay to like struggle on this journey as we continue to find answers that you know can bring us peace peace or closer to him Mm. yeah that is so good you have me tearing up a little bit here because that is just so profound and lovely of like a commitment to wrestling with um I think that I don't know like I have this instinct to try to understand everything but I don't I don't think God expects that from us. And I don't think that we're called into that. I think it's just a sitting with and a wrestling with, and you model that so well in what you're saying. And I think even going back to the story of the Israelites, there's this like understanding that God doesn't punish us when we don't understand. And so, and God greets us in that, you know, so I just, that is so profound and lovely. Thank you so much for sharing that. So now that you've kind of learned these things and um, have wrestled with some of these questions. If you were talking to a prospective student, what is one thing that you would tell them or what is one piece of advice that you would give them? Yeah, I think my biggest piece of advice, which I have actually told one student before, was that don't be afraid about not knowing what's going on in the text. Don't be afraid about, I don't know as much as this person, or I'm not as rooted in my faith as this person. Because at the end of the day, the Honors College would be so boring if we were all the same. There would be no conversations, there would be no rebuttals, there would be no depth and analysis to our papers because all of us would have the same ideas of what this text means. And we don't want that. And I don't think the Honors College wants that either. So I really challenge anyone who talks to me about the Honors College and thinking about joining it to just apply with the idea that you are on a journey to learn more about these texts and that you don't need to have the final answer by the time you get to class or even by the time you leave class. That's something that you get to work out in your paper with something you want to focus on. And I think that's like the biggest blessing that the Honors College brings is it really brings us to be critical thinkers about what we're reading, how it applies to the world around us, what it meant back in the time when it was written and how we can use its lessons to enrich in our lives. Mm, yeah, that is so good. And like, we get to seek the truth alongside each other. You know, like, I think we get closer as a collective whole than we would alone, which I think is just so wise. Thank you so much for sharing that and for taking the time to share some of your insight with us, Maya. I really, I really appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me. Gosh, that was just so good. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. Like the Bible is profound and earth shattering, but it's also really messy. And I kind of think anyone who tells you otherwise hasn't spent very much time with it. So Mm. I loved the insight that Maya brought and just like hearing about how her relationship with the text and with scripture has grown this year Mm -hmm. and how she's been really committed to like continually struggling with it. I just admire her so much. Me too. Me too, Ellie. And also, just like Maya said, shout out to the fireside chat, particularly the one with Mosier. I think it was a great space for us to get to talk about being okay with the struggle, you know, not only in just life struggling, but also in the faith, in the faith, in faith, in whatever that looks like for us, you know, that that struggle is okay. And that we're able to use that to strengthen our own understandings, to strengthen the way that we go in conversation with others, you know, just to use that struggle. Mm -hmm. And that that, it's just okay. 
tell that myself so much, so much. So getting to hear Maya say that in such a beautiful way was so nice to me. So thank you, Maya, for sharing your beautiful experience with us. And thank you for taking an inside look at a community dedicated to educating the next generation of disciples and scholars. See you next time on Inside the Honors College.